0: Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people, it is your girl back again with another episode of this Exceptional Journey podcast uh, where we discuss all things young adult cancer. Um, Of course, I'm your host, (laughs) Yolanda Murphy. Thank you for, as always, clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world and rocking with me for a little while. Um, First things first, as always, let me get the socials off the brain. Uh, Please do, when you get a chance, follow me on uh, Facebook or Instagram at This Exceptional Journey. And then you can find me on Twitter at TEJ Podcast. Please also use the hashtag TEJ Podcast. Love to keep these conversations going and stay connected. Hit your girl up when you have a chance. Uh, As you can tell by the title of this podcast, we have some amazing people this week, one of them is my girl Nikki we have today. Um, So if you haven't had a chance to listen to um, the podcast previous to this, excuse me. Um, this week is Young Adult Cancer Awareness Week uh, where we will, well, I will be highlighting um, stories of young adults um, who have gone through cancer once, my girl today, not only once but twice, um, and have survived and they need to tell their story and I want you to hear them. Uh, so all week you'll hear and see and read uh, from different young adult cancer survivors um, from all walks of life, all different types of cancer, um, but as always, as you guys know, this exceptional journey podcast was created just for that—to tell the story of the young adult perspective um, dealing with cancer. So we got my girl Nikki here. Hey, girl. Hey, hey. Thank so, you for having me, girl. You know we've been talking about doing a podcast, right? Oh yes, and I'm then ready. COVID, and you know other things. So yeah. So um, for those of you that also did not peek into the last episode. Uh, majority of uh, everyone that I'm having on the podcast also wrote for the blog. Um, and what Nikki is going to do for us today is read her piece um, that she wrote, um, that uh, the writing prompt that she uh, wrote to, if I can get my words together, is uh, Dear Cancer, Sincerely Me. Um, so it's basically her letter to her cancer. So Nikki, take it away. All right, well, thank you. Absolutely.
1: All right, so here we go. Well, hey there all, my name is Nikki Cox and as a two-time breast cancer survivor at the age of 35, I'm sitting down writing my first blog ever. So bear with me, please, thanks. Briefly, to give you a little history of myself and how cancer comes into play, I'll start with a slight backstory before diving right on in with my letter to cancer. At the age of 30, year 2016, I was living my best life. Dating my then boyfriend, now husband Marcus for five years, had our now seven-year-old daughter, Ava, who was two years old at the time, and my 10-year-old stepdaughter, Layla, who was five at the time, just had lost 69 pounds and was in the best shape and health I've ever been. Starting off in my 30s, I knew it was going to be the best year yet. Little did I know, two months exactly after my 30th birthday in April 2016, that my life would forever be changed and not in a good way. I ultimately had felt a lump in my left breast, thinking it wasn't major, anything major being I am 30 and could no way expect it to be anything serious. Lo and behold, after a checkup with my gynecologist, a breast ultrasound and an ultrasound guided back in biopsy, my worst fears were confirmed, stage two estrogen positive breast cancer with lymph node involvement. Before I knew it, I was learning the extent of my diagnosis from my treatment specialist, and to what extent my treatment plan would be. Ultimately, while having to decide on the spot the fate of my fertility with an egg freezing option, which I opted out of, I learned I would have to undergo six months of chemotherapy consisted of adriamycin, cytotoxin, and taxol, followed by a lumpectomy and 36 radiation treatments. November 1st of that year, I finished chemotherapy, losing my hair, eyebrows, lashes, and all to waiting four weeks and underwent a lumpectomy surgery, followed by radiation treatments a month later. December 28th of 2016, I was declared NED. To think after being declared NED, taking an aromatase inhibitor and receiving monthly zolodex shots in my stomach to suppress my ovaries, that I'm on the road to recovery. Anxiously counting down the months, praying I get my get to my five-year mark with no slip-ups. I stayed active, ate healthy, went to my quarterly appointments with my oncologist, routine routine mammograms and breast MRIs yearly. I just knew I would get there. Well, I thought wrong. May 22nd of 2020, while receiving my annual mammogram during a global pandemic, planning my upcoming September 18th wedding to my then fiance, Marcus, I was blindsided with yet another breast cancer diagnosis. I had a reoccurrence in my left breast, this time being stage one triple negative, thankfully with no lymph node involvement. Ultimately, my scans showed no metastasizing. I would have a complete bilateral mastectomy in July, get married in September, then start six cycles of chemotherapy, which consisted of Taxotere and Carboplatin, yet again, two weeks after my wedding. Talking about a year of the ultimate highs to ultimate lows, present day, My follow-up scans are clean, and I'm in remission again. Praying is forever this time. So this leads me to what I have to say to my disease, breast cancer. So here we go. Dear breast cancer, screw you. There is no better or nice way to put it. You came into my life at the age of 30 and and wreaked havoc, destroying my body and life from the inside out with no warning, no care, and not holding anything back as the devil as the devil himself would do you came to steal, kill and destroy but oh that i have something for you not having it over here sorry no can do with god on my side i knew i was fully armored and ready to go in for battle i knew it wouldn't be easy by any means and you would be relentless not letting up or going down without a fight but i had my boxing gloves ready to go and squared up you thought you would have it easy that you would be a silent killer secretly showing up without no sign or warning. Thinking that in the prime of my life that you would take away from me everything I knew and loved, think again. But for a moment you threw a punch to my gut and brought me to my knees, made my legs buckle and move from under me. You came out swinging, I'll give you that. Telling my friends and family the devastating news of being diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer took me to a dark place in my moment of weakness, not sure if I would live when it was all said and done. Preparing myself to face the music, having to lose my hair, my fertility, going into a menopause, facing weight gain, nausea, and fatigue, the ultimate worst possible battle imaginable. Wondering and praying if my scans showed you stay local, not trying to end me all in one round. Thankfully, I had something coming for you that you weren't prepared for. My faith, my family, friends, and the ultimate fight. I was coming for you and not letting up one bit. Guess what? I did just that. Then you decided four years later that you would come back with a vengeance, thinking you lost the first battle. You were out to win the war. And yet again, you had another thing coming. Little did I know I was better prepared and knew more about you than you thought. Your secret agenda was no longer a secret. And I was out to prove to you yet again how much of a boss I really am, not knowing who you are messing with clearly. In the best year of my life, while I was preparing to marry my best friend, During an already troubled time with a worldwide pandemic, you thought, hey, why not? Let me come in and add some more unnecessary fuel to the fire. Trying to take me away from our girls, our friends and family, life as we know it. Not knowing that I was not going down without another fight, ready for the next TKO in this boxing match with my health. Like the queen that I am, I got my breasts removed two days after my bridal shower. healing up just in time to look amazing in my wedding gown, marrying the love of my life. You know what? You didn't take the day or that moment from me. I had the best time of my life, more than you ever tried to rob me of. I conquered you for the second time. I won again. Although you took my breath, you would not take away my dream, my moment, or my happiness. Two, I had to have a port placed in my chest for the second time to receive toxic medication to make sure you really would be gone this time. While you thought you would take away my hair yet again, you had another thing coming. I was a step ahead of you this time. I was able to receive cold capping and stop what you stop what you took from me the first time. It is small wins for me that add up to big ones. And this you evil spawn was a huge win for me. I kept my hair with minimal shedding, kept my eyebrows with microblading, and I shined, shine like the diamond I am. Present day, I am cancer free. My scans are clear and I'm on the road to recovery. Me and my team are still relentless and refuse to back down again. No matter what the future holds, Just know I am alive. I am a wife, a mother, a boss, and I am thriving. God is not done with me yet. Sincerely, your worst nightmare, Nikki.
0: Girl! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Listen. So just, I'm sorry, because, you know, most of the people that I'm interviewing are my friends. So like, we're just going to have regular conversation. Um, So Nikki, you already know when you sent that to me, I was like, oh, yes, girl. Because it sounds like stuff that I said, you know what I mean? So before we we go there, because, you know, I can talk on it for days. So thank you for sharing your story. Um, You hit on so many important um, key things in your letter to cancer. But let's take a step back just for one second. So diagnosed at 30. Yes. Um, and I'm going to tell the story how I actually first met you but never met you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we were doing yeah. I so we were both diagnosed in the same year. Um, yeah. and here in the city of Pittsburgh, well, in most cities, Susan Coman, Susan G. Coman had a walk, you know, for cure, race for the cure, yeah. whatever they called it. And mm-hmm. um we were both doing the race that year. We didn't know each other. Um, mm-hmm. but I just kept seeing Nikki. She had short curly hair, um, her daughter was with her, she had on a tutu, like her team had on t-shirts. But I was just finishing, I-, I literally just finished active treatment. No, 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 I'm sorry. I had just started chemo, I think it was, cause that's in, it was in May, right? Right. I started chemo at the end of April. Um, so I was still kind of in a battle a little bit, you know what I mean? And I mean, I just wanted to make sure we did the walk. Anyway, say that to say, I see this girl, she is living her best life. Okay. She's there with her team. She got her little tutu on. And I said, I just hope that when I get to that place in my journey, that I can look like that. I didn't (laughs) even know Nikki from a can of paint. But then when I saw her in our support group, when I joined, I think later that year, or the next following year, I was like, there she is. There's Nikki right there. That's the girl, oh, yeah. that's the girl. Yeah. So, you know, Nikki's been an inspiration to me since the very beginning Um, and I didn't even know her. So I was just like, it just looked like you glowing like you're a survivor and you're doing all it is. Okay, that's fine. So just had to give that little piece. So everyone knows, you know, that we've, you know been kind of fighting yeah. together, you know? Yes. Uh, so yeah, 30 years old daughter, stepdaughter, you beat it, fought won, wonderful. And one of the key things I want to hit on that you spoke of, um, is that you were living your best life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 30 early thirties, um, had just beat cancer. Although, I mean, who thinks in their thirties at all that you would ever get cancer. Right. 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 But I want to hit on, I want you to discuss, um, you were healthy as heck. Like this yeah. baby did a Weight Watchers campaign. So tell us about that because you were healthy. <laughs> you were losing weight. Tell us, tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So I, prior to my diet, my first diagnosis, um, I had joined Weight Watchers. So I had my daughter Ava, um, in December of 2013. And so March of 2014, I decided to join Weight Watchers. Um, you know, I was at my heaviest weight I've ever been. And I knew um, I needed to start something now before it kept going. Um, and plus, I wanted to be healthy and I wanted to be active for my daughter. So, ultimately, I joined Weight Watchers. And March of that year, 2014, and then by October, by October 2014, I had already lost like 50-ish pounds. And then um, a couple months later, like around December, I had got down to 69 pounds. Um, so, I mean, I was, you know, again, like I said, living my best life. I was, you know, at the lowest weight I've ever been in my entire life, um, that I can remember, um, even smaller than high school. Um, I was healthy. Um, I even just had, um, a life insurance, um, a person come to my house to take blood work and everything that they required for life insurance. And I mean, everything was great. Everything was good. Um, by, so you know, Hey, <laughs> you know, I feel great. I feel that I look great. Um, I'm, you know, in the best shape of my life, you know, Hey, let's do this. Um, and then, you know, little, little do we know, uh, <laughs> 2016 roll around. Um, and yet I'm still thinking I live my best life. And two months after my 30th birthday, um, breast cancer came into the equation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how that,
0: that yeah. happened. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. 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 So, the breast cancer campaign. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and I was saying the breast cancer campaign, as far as like the Weight watchers magazine and everything came into play, um, after I had finished, uh, it was like the year after I had finished treatment. So I was like in the midst of my recovery. Um, and they had interviewed three of us women who were uh, in active treatment or survivors. Um, and they did a piece on us and how, you know, Weight watchers, um could help women who were post cancer with post cancer weight gain. So um we did a initiative uh with Project Lift um at the time so I was a face of that as well to help bring attention awareness um to breast cancer and how weight gain is a um an actual thing that happens uh post treatment. So um that's where that came into play.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> weight gain post-treatment. Okay. I'm trying to get on your level. (laughs) Um, but girl, so, uh, I wanted you to, to highlight even before your diagnosis, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people think that people get cancer or, you know, it, it appears in their body because they're unhealthy or they're not in shape or, you know, it's all of the things they're eating or not eating. And you were in the best health of your life. Like, Yeah. You were in, like you said, smaller than high school girl. Now, I don't know if I would want to be smaller than high school because I was almost (laughs) like a bobblehead in high school. It was horrible. Like when I look back at pictures, I'm like, what was you eating? Like, I was like this big, what was going on? I hadn't got my, you know, my full grown body yet, you know? Right, right, right. (laughs) But I wanted to, to highlight that because I want people to know that that myth is not real. Like, I mean, we know it, you know what I mean? But Like I just needed people to hear that. And unfortunately, sometimes unless it's genetic or otherwise, there's no rhyme or reason. There are factors that play a role. Most of the time doctors don't know what they are. They can guess, it might be environmental. It might be what you ate when you were 12. You know what I mean? They cannot specifically pinpoint. They just wanna save your life, fight the cancer. But I wanted them to know your life beforehand because like you said, you were dropping weight, you were healthy. You over here doing weight loss, um, weight watchers and stuff, and you were living your best life, but cancer still had a had a, a say. So y'all right. just just know that we don't get cancer because we did something wrong. Like some people right. even who get cancer are like, well, what did I do? Baby, you didn't do anything. Yes. Yep. You didn't do anything. Yep. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing okay. that. So let's okay. fast forward. Yeah. Y'all this, when I tell you, I just don't know how this baby did it. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, pandemic, right. COVID, right. Yep. Um, we were all excited, you know, Oh, Nikki's about to get married. Oh yes. They plan <laughs> And we were talking about it in support groups and, you know, all of the things yep. leading up to it. Then pandemic, of course we weren't, you know, meeting physically anymore. And I remember the day that you taught us on the virtual Um, that you had a reoccurrence. And I was like, damn, like this baby, I mean, like she's living her best life. Like she's about to get married. But when I tell y'all like these words that she just read, do do not give voice to the fight that she gave cancer for a second time in 2020. Mm -hmm. When I tell you this baby looked gorgeous in her wedding gown. Okay. Thank you. I mean, this baby did the damn thing girl. you don't got to thank me. I thank you for your tenacity, if nothing else. And I've already told you this. Like, so, OK, I'm, I can go on and on and on. But tell us how it felt last year to be uh, have a reoccurrence. Um, mm-hmm. And where did your strength come from? Like it, you said in your letter, like, no, you thought this is what you were going to do. But I was your worst nightmare. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, first, um, I am a woman of faith, of faith. Um, and that's first and foremost where my strength comes from. Um, and that's where it came from the first time too. Um, this time though, it was a little, I mean, obviously my faith, um, never wavers, but this time it was mentally a struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and as you said, in this virtual support groups, I had expressed that also, um, that, you know, I had struggled mentally, um, Mm -hmm. for a good bit, um, when I was first diagnosed, um just because of everything that was to come. Yeah. Um, you know, with it being one of the best years of my life, <clears throat> you know, getting married and planning a wedding and, you know, you listed it all. Um, I just, it, it just was like, like a, like a rock just came rolling, like rolling up like something like just fell on my chest. Right. And, um, it was, it was a heavy feeling. Um, but just like I did the first time, um, once I broke the news to those I love, um, to you know, support, support group you guys and my family and friends, um, I knew it was time to put, put that armor back on and prepare for battle yet again. Um, I, you know, for me, although I would fight anyway, um, having, you know, a daughter, a bonus daughter and my husband, I had more reasons to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just about me. Right. So, um, although I was the physical vessel that had to go through it, you know, my family also has to go through it. Um, so I felt for me this time, I didn't want to look like what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know the, the first time with me losing my hair, eyebrows, you name it. Um, I looked like the status quo cancer patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me this time, I'm like, I spent four years growing my hair back. I mean, you know, I started to get some, you know, sense of self-worth back. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like I was on the road to recovery, that I was gonna hit that five year mark. Um, and then, you know, like I said, cancer blindsided me. So um I just knew it had to be done. Um, whether or not mentally I didn't want to go, nobody wants to knowingly go in and be sick. Nobody right. wants to Say, you know i'm not going to be sick so yay let's go do this um that's where i was i didn't w- i knew the side effects of what chemotherapy can do i knew the weight gain it brings i knew the obvious hair loss it brings the nausea the fatigue um the dry skin like the, you name it um it it brings um so i had to mentally prepare myself for that yet again um and it, it came down to my scans um, with my staging and diagnosis. So um, being I was, you know, they found it on my routine mammogram um, that was very small. Um, like I said, it was in my letter was stage one um, with no lymph node involvement. So there were also two key factors because it, we caught it early um, and it has yet to reach my lymph nodes. Um, and so my scans ultimately uh, verify that, you know it didn't spread anywhere else, thankfully. Um, And that I would have to get I could get the surgery first. Um, but I went first went into this, I didn't want whatsoever, like I said, look what I've been through, but I didn't want to go into my wedding not feeling like myself for that day. I wanted to feel like I want to feel beautiful, I wanted to feel I don't want to take cancer with me on that day. Um, Mm -hmm. it has taken enough from my life. So I didn't want to take that into the next phase of my life. Mm -hmm. Um so I agree with my oncologist that as long as my scans were clear um, that I can also get the surgery first and then do chemo after my wedding. Um, so I, in July of, um, of 2020, I had two days before my bridal shower. Um, I had opted to have a bilateral mastectomy. Um, although the cancer was just strictly in my left breast, um, being that I was triple negative and it was my second time, I didn't want to take any chances. Um, so I just had them both, both taken off. Um, I spent about four to six weeks um, recovering from that, um, and in the process, planning my wedding, which I had to ultimately change venues 45 days out Mm -hmm. um, because of COVID, Mm -hmm. yes, and the inside restrictions um, on uh, capacity limitations. So um, I had to change it to an outside venue, um, which, you know, on top of recovering (laughs) um, from surgery, you know, in itself, but, you know, we got it done. Um, but you know, then my wedding happened, which again, you know, I felt, you know, with even without breasts, I still felt very beautiful. I didn't think about that at that moment. I was present in the moment. Um, and then, you know, we had a little getaway and then chemo started two weeks later. So, um, I, prior to me starting chemotherapy, I've been with my oncologist who went over my treatment plan with me. Um, the plan was to do four to six treatments of Carboplatin and Taxotere um, and see how I tolerate that. Um, and she had mentioned to me um, about coal capping, that they have a machine there at, the actual, at McGee is where I got my treatment and that's where they had the machine to, to do it. Um, and from what I researched, um, only two locations in the state of Pennsylvania, one being McGee and other being in York, PA, um, have these machines, the cold capping devices. Um, so there, then again, I was definitely blessed in that regard that mm-hmm. um, McGee was already my place of treatment. So mm-hmm. um, it worked out. So I knew um, I had to do it. Um, I knew I had to fulfill um, my goal, and that again, was not looking like what I've been through. I had right. already had my my breast taken at that point, and you know, for us women, you know, speaking for myself, to um, you know, obviously your breasts and you know your hair for those you know who have you know, like to have longer hair, um, that's our identity, and for me, um, that that was my. Only other link at the time I felt as a woman. I mean, I'm already mm-hmm. in a medically induced menopause from my medications from the first cancer. So it's like I don't have a function of my ovaries. I don't have a breast, I have any breasts. So I'm like, at least can I keep my hair right, and my brows. Right. right. Um, so yeah, so ultimately, um, you know, although it was a little pricey, um, you know, thankfully I had the love and support of those around me who, um, you no, know, donated on my behalf to a mil train that was started for me um, to help raise funds for the cold capping. Um, I did receive a subsidy as well to help uh, minimize the cost. Um, but you know, it didn't feel good. Um, you know, going in the treatment alone in itself, like you know how it yeah. feels. Yeah. Um, and everything that it takes from you to add on, you know, a, you know a negative three degree uh, cold cap on your head, which. Uh, instantaneously causes like brain freeze right off the bat yeah um, yeah your whole body gets cold yeah so I had to have that Um. and then while doing that I had to have my hands and feet in ice packets on top of that mm. to help prevent neuropathy yeah from yeah. the side effect of chemo yeah so um, I had you know bundled up with my electric blankets my warm blankets tried to stay warm um, they gave me Advan prior to my treatments um, to help Minimize the effect of the cold cap because, like I said, it causes like a your imagine your worst brain freeze and beyond that, that's what uh, it felt like. Uh-huh. Um, but ultimately, it did its job. Um, you know, I have I have minimal shedding. I have some areas. I had a little bit of balding um, due to a headband I had to wear uh, to prevent um, frostbite. Um, but I'll take it. I was able um, to put my hair in a ponytail. Um, I, I couldn't flat iron it or do nothing fancy or dye it or anything, but I still have my hair. Absolutely. Um, so that was important for me. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as you know, with the support group and you've heard my <laughs> many of any sent- venting sessions um, on the support group, the virtual support group that I've had my highs and my lows, um, mm-hmm. you know, I showed to the world that, you know, I was a boss and I am a boss, but I had my moments where. I had dark moments like anybody else. Um, I suffer from anxiety. Um, I suffer from PTSD from it yeah. all. Um, you know, I, 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 live that reality. It's, it's, you know, you might look at me and think, you know, she has it together, but there are moments where I don't, there are moments that to Absolutely. this day that, I'm you know, crying and, and trying to process the overwhelming flood of Absolutely. emotions that Absolutely. comes with cancer, you know, and not mm-hmm. just once, but twice, um and I didn't feel anything. I didn't, the first time I felt a lump this time, I didn't feel anything. I felt, I thought I felt okay. Besides my medications I was taking, um, you know, nothing was wrong. And that's the scary part about it is sometimes you don't know nothing's wrong. And then Mm -hmm. at times it could be too late. And, you know, um, fortunately in my case, they caught it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a year of the ultimate high and the ultimate low, yeah, um, I mean, I'm,
0: I'm here. Yes, literally, <laughs> literally. Um, yes. So, thank you for sharing that. So many, so many good nuggets. Good, good nuggets. So, uh, I wanted to take a step back to when uh, you were planning your wedding, um, and mm-hmm. then you were, uh, you had a reoccurrence in June. Tw- May, it was May, May twenty second, twenty twenty. May. 22nd, May. May. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're in the midst of planning, of course, your wedding, um, bridal shower, the whole entire, you know, gamut. So the fact that you had your bridal shower, had your bilateral mastectomy two days later, Mm -hmm. um, still planning a wedding during Mm -hmm. COVID anyone Mm -hmm. who's planned a wedding I've helped. Mm -hmm. I've not like been the planner and clearly I'm not married. So I don't, you know, know that side (laughs) of it, but, um, Anyone who plans a wedding knows planning a wedding by itself is stressful, right? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. just when the world is perfect, when your health is perfect, planning a wedding by itself is very stressful. Yes. Add on top of that COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. Add on top of that your reoccurrence all at the same time. Yes. And baby, you pulled it off. You pulled you. it off. Okay. Y'all go over to her Instagram. She gonna give you all the handle at the end of this podcast episode. Check out the pictures. Baby girl looked amazing. Okay. Hold it clean mm-hmm. off. Okay. Um, and then, so, I mean, faith, faith is, you already know a big proponent for me as well. Yes. Um, and a lot of people who do not have faith or a mm-hmm. higher power or what, what have you, um, do you get often? People often say, "Well, I'm not." How do you do it? And how do you, you know, like, do you get that often from people?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people that you know, like you said, that that don't um, have you know a higher power or something that they believe in often ask me how you do it. And unfortunately, in a, in a time like this, you don't want to offend anybody, right? Unfortunately, um, but you know, I have to be honest um, with and, and be truth, uh, be true to my story, and be transparent. Um, Absolutely because that is how I made it through and how I am making it through. Absolutely. So yeah, I do get that often.
0: Yeah, and it's it's unexplainable. I mean, to to, to be someone who just trusts and believes and mm-hmm. you're just like, that's it. That's the post. That's it. Like, I don't know what else <laughs> right. to tell you. Um, right. And I get that often as well. You know, like Yolanda, how do you, I'm like, I have faith. I don't, I can't explain it, you know? So right. um, I think that's an a, a important and crucial um, element as well because a lot of people who do end up going through diagnoses not even just cancer but like traumas in life or car accidents you know things that major things
1: um, right.
0: your faith is definitely tested you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i think it it can go either way you know what i mean it can yeah. be one of those things where you're like god like what is like what or you're like mm-hmm. okay god like i trust you okay let's go you know what i mean so right. i think throughout all of last year if nothing else um, your faith sh- completely shined through. Um, because I don't think someone going through planning a wedding, a reoccurrence and COVID would have been able to pull that off if they didn't have faith um, Thank you. and yeah. trusted, you know what I mean? That it was going to work out for your good and all the things that the Bible says, you know what I mean? That we can go right. on and on and on about, but, <laughs> right. um, but that was amazing just to see it from a distance. Cause of course we weren't able to see one another, you know what I mean? So, right. I, like I told you before, even seeing it from a distance, I was like, well, dang, if Nikki can do it, then I mean, dang, what what is we, <laughs> we're, we're slackers. What's going on? Um, but amazing girl. Amazing. Amazing. Um, but one other key point I wanted to to hit on um, sure. that that we can discuss is the fact that um, you know even after you did you know all of those things, of course you know planned the wedding and um, had the mastectomy and you know went through through the whole journey. One thing I wanted to hit on was self worth. You talked about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Your body has gone through, right? Like so, oh, yeah. you went through the first diagnosis, um, mm-hmm. lumpectomy chemo, losing hair, like you said, eyebrows, all of the whole nine. Um, and then you said this time, no, I'm going to be in control of what it takes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, and for those of you that don't know, and, and Nikki touched on it, um, cold capping, it's literally a cap that you strap around your head. Um, mm-hmm. and it goes to which degree, Nikki, um, negative Neg- negative three degrees. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you were mm-hmm. like the whole chemo treat like you don't take it home you wear it during your chemo treatment in the suite right so
1: so yeah so basically whenever you um first um decide to do it you have to order a kit um and the kit comes with your own individual actual cap um mm-hmm. and then the hose that connects to it um and then like guess this is like a spray bottle so you can spray water on your hair um and a brush There's, and it's like a little bag and the kit you carry with you um, and you take the treatment. So, um, they, it looks like if you, like, if you ever think of a pilot and like, you think like are those hats, they used to wear the pilot, like a strapped mm, under their chin, yeah. mm-hmm. like the other one, it looks just like that. Um, and the machine attached to the hose that's connected to the cap. And that's how, um, it, you know, provides actual cold capping um, th- through your cap. This is okay. connected to the machine, um, itself. And basically it, the chemo gets to the large vessels in your brain because I made sure of that first. Because I'm like, I don't want any chance of chemo not getting everywhere in my body. Right. So I did confirm that it does touch on the l- large blood vessels that's in your brain. Um, it pretty much just focuses on the chemo onto your scalp. So that's why it um, freezes your actual scalp when your hair follicles in your scalp from the chemo reaching that in order to obviously cause the hair loss. And okay. the scalp. The, the risk of scalp cancer is, I mean, I'm not saying that's not, and there's not a risk, but it's, it's so very minimal. Right. Um, right. You know, so yeah, that's how that works.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. I just wanted to make sure, because I know people are like, what is cold capping? So I yeah, wanted yeah. To, to make sure they knew that. But so I think, I guess twofold. Uh, one is how, um, I mean, you already spoke on it. Let, let, let me not ask. You already spoke on your self-worth and how yeah. you repeatedly said, I don't want to look like what I'm going through. I already did that. Been there, right. done that, got a t-shirt, keychains, what what other magnets, what else you want? A coffee mug. I got all of them. Okay. Right. Already yeah. lost my hair. Already lost my eyebrows, gained weight, lost weight, nausea, fatigue. I've done it. I already know what to expect. And in your letter right. to cancer, you highlighted that like, nah, mm-hmm. man, you're not, you're not doing this again. You're not. Mm-mm. So you, mm-hmm. you, 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 you said. Okay. Now, if I have to lose my breast then I'm keeping his hair day. Okay. Right. Um, but that even after your wedding, um, Mm -hmm. you know, even like you said, being able to put your hair back up in a ponytail and all of the things that comes with self-worth that comes with knowing not necessarily, I mean, let's be honest, women, we know we love our hair, right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's yours or not. Okay. (laughs) 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 If you paid for it, it's yours, but, um, we we carry our identity in our in our body parts, in our hair, sometimes in our nails, um, in our jewelry. You know that's just how we women are most of the time. But right. you were determined. You were determined, mm-hmm. and you said these locks are going to stay right here. I grew them out <laughs> the last four years, and they're going to stay in my scalp. And you, like you said, you got a, um, some donations and things like that, and it worked. Look at your mm-hmm. hair; it's beautiful. Well, Thank for those you. of you that are listening, her hair looks beautiful. <laughs> Um, That just means you need to go to the YouTube channel so you can see the video, that's fine. Um, But yeah, so number one, it it took a lot of tenacity. I just, every time I think of you, I just think of tenacity. You was just like, no, like remember that video game back in the day? I don't, I might be aging myself, but it was like you were running (laughs) down a hallway and like all of these things were being thrown at you and you were like, Uh, yeah, uh, that was you. Like that was you, you were like COVID, pure. Cancer, (laughs) like that's just what I picture. Like, you're just like dodging all of these things and look at you, you know what I mean? Like here you are after the wedding, after 2020, after reoccurrence, after double mastectomy, beautiful, still shining, microblading, can't wait till I get mine done, hello. (laughs) Um, And just thriving, just simply thriving. So Mm -hmm. question, after all of that, 2020, we're in now 2021. What advice could you give someone that had a 2020 year, you know what I mean, of life? What, what advice could you give them to like hold their head up or to give them hope?
1: Keep pressing. Um, that sounds cliche, but it's it's, it's so very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to keep living. You have to find your purpose. You have to find what reason am I still here able to wake up every morning breathe live be with my loved ones um whatever it is that you enjoy doing um look for look look for that look look for your purpose in that um and that's what i had to do i mean again i'm you know i struggle just like the next person and i have my days my dark days and you know my anxiety and all that yeah yeah Um, you know those things are very real um but I find, I find a purpose in living. I find, you know, I went through all of this and I'm still here, Mm -hmm. um, that there's nothing clearly that, you know, for me speaking with my faith that I can't get through. Um, and whatever it is that you believe in, whatever it is that you, you know, you know, hold on to personally, look to that and look to that to be your, your guidance to, to be your power, you know, your power to give you that strength day in and day out. Um, and not every day is going to be a perfect one. We don't, none of us are perfect or have perfect lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're going to have bad days. Just don't make those bad days outweigh the good. Um, you know, seek help if you need it for me, obviously it's the support group. It's, Mm -hmm. um, in talking to a therapist, you know, um, and medical marijuana for me, I mean, anxiety, you right. know, it's those things that help me get through and looking at my daughter and looking at my husband and, you know, my stepdaughter, like looking at those reasons too, um, and how much I'm loved, you know, um, the love and support that I have, um, you know, goes a long way. So to know that how much I'm loved and and, and valued as a person or a friend or a wife, um, gives me, gives me purpose, um, mm-hmm. gives me reason to keep pressing forward in those days where, I, you know, I don't feel like I want to, or mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, everything around me is collapsing, um, which was 2020 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately still, I was able to marry my best friend and, you know, have the best day of my life. And I choose, I didn't choose cancer that day. I chose me. Absolutely. Um, and when you choose you, you can make things happen. And yes. I just, I just, you know, urge you to keep pressing forward. Keep looking at the silver lining. You know, cancer is not something that nobody wants at all. And right. Myself, and Laura, we can tell you that from mm-hmm. personal experience. Um, but also at the same time, we look at the silver lining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also focus that in our support group, silver mm-hmm. lining of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I met some of the most amazing people and made amazing friendships that I wouldn't have if it wasn't for cancer. I mean, yep. the opportunities that I was able to experience in my life, wouldn't have came unless I had cancer. So, although mm-hmm. it's not something that I would want to go through again, right, right, at right. all, whatever, you know, whatsoever, um, it was. It in a sense, it, it was worth it for me with the silver lining aspect. So, Absolutely. You know, just find, you know, find purpose, find your purpose, um, and keep pressing forward, and hold on to what it is that keeps you going day in and day out.
0: Absolutely slow clap. Yes <laughs> Girl, and you're you're so right it's that that silver lining is important. I think um, and I think I said to one of my friends the other day, um, there's nothing that I I believe that I cannot conquer and and fight. Um, I mean, you know, if you lose a loved one, you know that's you don't have control of that, you know just like we didn't have control over cancer. Um, but other than like losing a loved one, um, other than that, I'm pressing, like you said, you have to find that hope. You have to find that purpose. Um, and that's why we do what we do. You know what I mean? And yeah. you know, I, I also need support. Like you say, I, you know, people are like, oh my goodness, Yolanda, you're bubble. I'm like, yeah, but I need support on some days too. You know what I mean? Right. Which is why I go to right. support group and, you know, have close friends, like you said, and loved ones that are surrounding me. And those things keep me going. Those things keep me going. So. Nikki. And was, I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. And I'm, and I understand well, that there's people that don't always have people in their corner, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah we were blessed and fortunate to have people in our corner to, mm-hmm. to be there to support. So I understand there are some people that don't, you know, that don't may not have that support mm-hmm. or, You know, may not mm-hmm. have them, the people in their corner. Um, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Absolutely. Um, you know, don't be too prideful or ashamed or mm-hmm. embarrassed to ask for help. I mean, we all need help. Mm-hmm. We all do, you know. Absolutely, and even even with the love and support that I have, I still had to seek help. Yeah, you know, I still absolutely. had to seek therapy and support um, through the, you know, the support group and things like that. So, never be afraid to ask for help. Don't ever go through something alone. There's all there, there is help around you. Reach out, say you need help, yep. and find it. Absolutely. Don't go through it alone if you don't have to.
0: Absolutely, another good point. Absolutely. Oh, Nikki, this was such a good time. I hate for it to end. Okay. <laughs> um, but again, thank you um, for writing your piece for the blog. Guys, go check it out, thisexceptionaljourney.com. Um, and of course, for recording with me today, um, many, many of things. Uh, yeah. So I know people are going to want to touch, reach out and touch somebody's hand. They're going to want to know, where can we find Nikki? Give us some socials. How do you, how do you want people to reach out to you?
1: So, yes, um, I'm, I'm not in the Twitter twitter game like a lot of people so sorry about that but um i did i do have instagram which is at the mrs cox 2020 and that's three e's um and then i am on facebook as nikki cox and uh my profile picture is obviously me in an orange top so that's how you can find me
0: yes and all of the all of her information guys will be in the show notes as well um Mm -hmm. but i at least wanted her to verbally give it to you because not everyone will read the show notes they'll just listen to the podcast (laughs) it's fine we'll put it everywhere so everyone can have it but again Nikki thank you so so much for recording with me today um I know people of course I know people we've been talking about it right I've been like girl I'm getting you on the podcast she was like okay (laughs) um but I know people will be blessed definitely by your story Um, definitely by your your piece that you wrote I think it'll definitely um, allow some open and honest conversations to take place so thank you thank you thank you Um, guys this is Nikki please go show her some love on her social Um, definitely reach out to her Um, like she said if you need help reach out Um, we always have resources we always have things at the ready if you need it um so definitely don't be a stranger and reach out but other than that guys thank you again uh for rocking with your girl um and until next time continue to walk the survivor side of life peace